Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live this beautiful Tuesday morning. We can officially say it's fall, even though the weather doesn't seem to always know that. But thank you for joining me. And we have a great show lined up for you this morning on Real Presence Live. I'm broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, from the Mustard Seed. My mother puts us up with good internet here, so I come here often (laughs) to use the internet. But before we get into the show, let's get started with a prayer. Name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord my God, I come before thee this morning with my prayer for strength. Dear Lord, when I am weak, make me strong so that I can overcome the challenges of my daily life, which lead me desolate and weak. Please, Lord, mold me, fashion me, and guide me to become the person you want me to be. Instill me with your energy so that as I go out to serve you, I do it accordingly to your holy will. Send forth your Holy Spirit to grant me the fortitude to carry my cross while I undertake my itinerary today. Please, Lord, help me and guide my heart to remain strong when trials come my way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, for those of you that haven't been paying attention to Real Presence Radio, our live drive starts tomorrow. It is a really exciting time and a very busy time in our world here behind the scenes of Real Presence Radio. And we are so excited. We cannot wait to get started tomorrow morning. We'll start at 7 a.m. Central. So um, be sure to tune in. We have so many amazing listeners lined up to share how Real Presence Radio has impacted their life. But So we're going to go up to Aberdeen. Aberdeen has a new staff member at the Newman Center, Ashley Shockert. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. Of course, yes. I'm excited to, to discuss things with you today. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so I, like you said, I'm the new director over here at the St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center in Aberdeen. Um, I came here from the Twin Cities. I've been there for about two years, um, moved from a small town similar in size to Aberdeen, but was just kind of ready to get back to smaller smaller town living instead of the hustle and bustle of the city. Yeah. Uh, constant traffic, constant everything going on. It was just kind of time to yeah. leave. Um, but before I was there, I grew up and lived practically my whole life in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, I went to college there, lived at home through that, but um, I have two sisters that also went to school there, so everything up there is kind of what I still consider home. Mm -hmm. Um, But while I was in the cities, I met my now husband, um, and we moved here about two weeks ago, Um, so we're just kind of... been a busy couple weeks, but yeah, um, yeah, we're settling into things and kind of just finding our our flow here, so we're very excited to 
to be here. <laughs> so what, how did you end up in Aberdeen, of all places? You know, I ask myself that at least a couple <laughs> times a day. <laughs> um, like I said, so I'm from Marquette, which isn't similar size to Aberdeen, but he is actually from Watertown. So okay. he was familiar with this side of the, I guess, country, if you want to Mm -hmm. through Minnesota, but um, so we're familiar with the area. Um, He had a friend who had moved here, was kind of talking it up to him a little bit, and so we started, when we were more seriously considering leaving the cities, um, just looking at different opportunities um, with with areas that we had ties to more than anything. We didn't want to move to just, you know, throw a dart at a map and that's where we're going to go kind of thing. Wanted to stay Mm -hmm. closer to our families and um, areas we were relatively familiar with, even though neither one of us lived in Aberdeen. Um, obviously, Watertown's a hop, skip, and a jump, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of Midwest areas are very similar. So, Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, we're glad to have you up in the Aberdeen area. The community up there is just amazing and um, a great pocket of Catholic community that's going on up there. So tell us a little bit about... Your journey in Catholicism, were you born and raised Catholic? How does that look for you? Yeah, so I um, was born Catholic, was baptized, you know, a month or so after I was born. Um, But from there, it kind of fizzled out, so to speak, if you would even call it that. Um, So we, I say I was born and raised in Marquette, but really we did move away for probably five or six years. Um, We lived in Connecticut, we lived in Wisconsin, so we were kind of all over, Um, and with that and just the way life kind of goes, my dad is not Catholic, but my mom is, but one person trying to influence three kids while moving a bunch to, Mm. you know, big moves across states, or across countries, excuse me, Um, kind of, you know, if you're not very strong in your faith, it kind of doesn't really help in that regard. Um, so it was just one of those things where, you know, we might go to mass occasionally, but it wasn't consistent. We would sometimes pray before we eat. That also wasn't consistent. Um, but really when we moved back to Marquette and, um, kind of got settled there, decided that that's where we were going to stay. I was in, I believe, fifth or sixth grade. Um, and we started to, we were going to a Lutheran, um, church which doesn't make any sense because my dad is methodist and my mom is catholic and so <laughs> so no one's happy there, like, <laughs> right like why were we, why did we land there but i mean we did and um we would go pretty regularly we did like ccd there and then it would just kind of you know as we got older my sisters and i just kind of started asking my mom questions like well this isn't your church why is why are we going here like what is your church like kind of thing and so we found a Catholic church to go to started going there. And from there we started our process of um, confirmation, first communion, all that stuff. So we were in middle school and just kind of did it all at once. We didn't do it um, in, I think second grade is, is the norm. So um, from there, I was very active in our life team program that we had. Um, I would sing during mass. We would do meet weekly as a group. Um, and then once I graduated high school, I assisted with, like, the middle schoolers. When I was in college, I kind of dappled with different things that were on campus and still at my home parish since I did live at home and go to school. Um, And it just kind of 
was me having to initiate that stuff for myself. I mean, when you're in high school, your parents can be like, you're going to youth group. But when you're in college (laughs) and you can, you know, do your own thing, um, you have to be a little more self-directed. So especially when I moved to the Twin Cities is when I kind of had to lean on that more myself and have to want it for myself. And that's kind of where my faith really expanded quite a bit. Yeah. So how was your mother when she, through this whole process, did she join you girls in supporting you being confirmed and all of that? Yeah, she, it was never something where she like didn't want us to be confirmed. It was just one Mm -hmm. of those things where, you know, you catch some hard times or life gets in the way and it just, you know, you don't have anyone there because we didn't live by any of her family. So she didn't have like the influence of her sister or her brothers Mm -hmm. to, you know, keep her diligent and I think all of us have had a time where we kind of you know mm-hmm. get so caught up in things that it's just not a priority and have to be redirected a little bit so I think maybe for her um us being a little more curious kind of reinvigorated that for her and it actually got her back into practicing her faith quite a bit which was very nice to see looking back on it now I guess I didn't realize when I was in high school but um yeah. we all kind of got a little more in the flow of things, we would go to church regularly, we'd be involved, we would volunteer, we would always pray before we ate, like, whether we were out eating or not, so it just kind of made it more prominent in our lives. Yeah, a gift for all of you, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, now you are working at the Newman Center, what came before this? What were you doing before? Um, a little bit of everything. Um, what actually got me to the Twin Cities was a job with Menards. Um, and I, I graduated college with a degree in business management and I went into the Menards that was in my hometown, um, into their, um, in their management training program that expects you to kind of promote. And to me, that was kind of my ticket out of Marquette was like, well, if I, they're expecting me to leave to a different store, I can have a job and still move and kind of have the best of both worlds. So I did that for a while, um predominantly in their hardware department. So I managed and kind of worked my way up there. Eventually, COVID kind of just exhausted me beyond belief, and I was ready for Mm. something a little bit different. Um, So I dabbled in some other things, but eventually moved on to right before the Newman Center. I was working at both um, a kickboxing gym part-time, and then I was working in a dental office as a scheduling manager for one of their doctor teams. So what about, tell me, go back a little bit, because you had said COVID exhausted you. What about it from a retail <laughs> standpoint? What was it that exhausted you? Um, what didn't exhaust me? It was <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything. I mean, Menard, as many people might know, was considered an essential business. You know, if your pipes burst, it doesn't matter that COVID is mm-hmm. overtaking the world. You have to fix that. Like, you can't just have your house falling apart. So, um it was one of the few places that was open right in the beginning when everything kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. That's where everyone was going to shop. That's where everyone was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just using as an excuse to get out of the house. So it was just insanely busy. Then you throw in the fact that you're understaffed because people are getting sick or people are nervous and are taking leave. So you're short staffed, you're insanely busy. And then to compensate as management, you're expected to work, you know, more. I mean, they never made us work as much as I did, but I'm not the type of person who can just sit there and mm-hmm. be like, oh, there's things to do, but my shift is done, so I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like, that's just not my it's personality. seven. I'm so. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. 
So that perspective is interesting because not all of us have experienced that, you know, how, how COVID mm-hmm. affected you in that way. So that's, that's interesting to hear. So you're kind of getting burnt out on retail and sounds like you dabbled in a few other things, um, kind of retail oriented. Yeah. So, it's kind of hard when you have a lot of experience there to get out of it. It's kind of where you naturally are. I know. Kind of just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, for those of you that are just tuning in, we're talking with Ashley Shockert. She is the new Newman Center director up in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and she just moved two weeks ago from the Twin (laughs) Cities. We're just chatting about a little bit about who Ashley is, and we're to the point in her story where you're working in the cities. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're working at a couple of different jobs. Um, How do you fall into a religious job? Um, when I had been looking to leave Menards initially, and I was kind of like, well, I don't really know where to go from here. It's kind of overwhelming how many options you have in the cities, especially when everywhere is short-staffed and everywhere is hiring. So before I started working at the dental office, um, I did look at options within the church and within different, um, schools or, um, just different parishes and specifically in the cities. Um, and there was a couple different options, nothing that really seemed kind of up my alley or what I was exactly looking for. So I ultimately landed at the dental office, obviously. Um, but then when the time came for us to decide, Hey, we're going to be serious about leaving, um, Minnesota, we, it kind of reinforced for me, like, maybe this is your sign. Like, this is something that's calling you to do what you were going to do before you just didn't, you know, quite get there so um i was looking and the the position at the newman center i actually was kind of hesitant to apply to just because i think everyone always feels kind of underqualified for any type of religious position um and my fiance was like i think i think you'd be really good i think that would be a really good spot for you and lo and behold it was (laughs) god said yes (laughs) yes he sure did Well, Ashley, we need to take a quick break, and we're going to chat some more when we come back from the other side. Uh, Folks, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. I am your host this morning, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're talking with Ashley Shockert from Aberdeen, and we'll be back with more of her story right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. 
For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. I'm broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful morning here. I hope it is where you are, too. Hoping that things are drying out for our farmers so they can get that harvest in. Uh, we're just chatting this morning with Ashley Schockert. She is the new director of the Newman Center up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And we're just kind of learning a little bit more about who she is and how she came to be in Aberdeen. So um, during the break, Ashley, I'd asked you, was there something that happened in your life that made you want to look for something that was a faith-based job. Was there something that catapulted you into that start of train of thought, that thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were discussing a little bit, Heather. I know um, well, a lot of people probably experience that it's not one exact moment that they can pinpoint, and it's kind of the same for me. You know, it wasn't this big life-altering event that made me realized that I, you know, was missing this piece of things, but it was really just kind of a culmination of a bunch of little things that had led up to that moment where I was just feeling very unfulfilled, and it wasn't, you know, that I hated my job or I was stuck in a rut or anything like that. It was really just, well, I like my job. Like, my job's okay, and I like the people I work with. They're great kind of thing, but, you know, I don't wake up every day and want to go to work. I don't mm. wake up and I'm not excited about, you know, going to my job. So it was one of those things where, you know, I kind of had to reevaluate, well, you looked at this option before and maybe this is where you're kind of being called as to something that's not really serving you. It's serving other people with your skill set. Mm. And, you know, it's something that is maybe going to be a little more fulfilling for your heart and your mind than, you know, maybe the flexibility of another job or the compensation of another job or something like that would you know, normally be a draw to people for. Sure, absolutely. So you said you're married and you just moved to Aberdeen two weeks ago. Um, when were you married? Um, the day before we moved. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I was joking, but I'm not. <laughs> when you told me that, I was just like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> yeah. We just can't sit still, I guess. <laughs> 
so you get married and move the very next day. And so you're a newlywed. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what does your husband think of this? Did you guys move all the way to Aberdeen just for your position or was there more to it? Um, Yes and no. So originally I was like, you know what, buddy, I'm planning a wedding. If you want to look at other jobs, like we both agree we're going to move. That's fine. I'm just neck deep in DIY projects right now. So (laughs) you can look right now. I'll take care of this. And then he started to get a couple strong leads from places. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really want to be kind of left with nothing. You know, I want to obviously be able to contribute and help when we move and not be stuck. Um, Excuse me. So I started looking and that's when he, um, we were looking at just different options for me. Management is a very broad spectrum. So it's like, where do you want to go with this? You can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a couple different positions. This one at the Newman Center, I actually um, almost didn't apply for. Um, I think everyone kind of feels a little inadequate in their face life when it comes to positions like this. They're like, well, mm-hmm. who am I to, you know, be leading people? Um, and he was like, no, I, you should at least apply. Like, I think that'd be something you'd be really good at. He read through the job description. He goes, I think, I think this would be a really good position for you. I was like, okay, I guess. So, um, applied, obviously got the position. Um, and then his process has just been taking a little bit longer. So he's still in the interview process a couple places. Um, but he was able to just transfer, um, with his current place of employment, he was able to transfer to a location here. Um, So that was a pretty easy transition for him, which we're thankful for because we're both still working now. It's not like one of us is kind of waiting on, on any one thing. Quite the leap of faith. And then, and God provides, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. So first two weeks, um, what are your thoughts so far of the Newman center? What are your, some of your goals and, and hopes for the Newman center? Yeah, there's a lot that's being done well. There's a lot that I think we can kind of refine and just get it working a little bit more efficiently in our favor. Um, That being said, I've met more people in the last four or five days that I've been here than I can even count. Um, So it's a very strong team of people who are very um, ready to be led and very willing to help with whatever we need. Um, that's both people that are currently here and people in the community that I've met. So, um, we do have high aspirations for the next couple of years and some projects that we're working on. Um, we, I think a lot of people kind of know there's, this building is old and there's a lot of love that it kind of needs. And, Mm -hmm. um, so just different opportunities for that, depending on, you know, what assistance we're able to get from different people, whether it's time, talent, money, you know, whatever it is, we can always use a little bit more of everything. So, um, yeah, we're, we're working on updating some bids for some repairs and just enhancing like our Wi-Fi um, and upgrading that to be a little more um, serving to the needs that we have and the needs of the students that come here. Yeah. So what does a Newman Center do? What For those that aren't all that familiar with a Newman Center, what does a Newman Center do, and what does what sort of activities are going on at your Newman Center? Yeah, so we, um, the way that it made most sense to me, because I had never heard of a Newman Center before I moved here, um, was it's kind of like a Catholic campus ministry. So we're right by campus. We work predominantly with the students that are there. Um, there's spaces for them to come and study and 
to do Bible study or their school studies. Um, there's places to eat in here. We have a cafeteria. We have a kitchen. Um, so just a lot of um, relationship building and kind of ministering to each other. Um, we like the students to be very self-sufficient with what they're doing. We do have a focus team, which is a missionary group on campus that kind of facilitates um, a lot of what they do, but it is predominantly student-led as well, which I think is very nice, especially as, you know, these young people are coming into their relationship with God and, you know, they're getting that bit of freedom from their parents, so they are making the decision, okay, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Okay, now we are actually going to do something. We're not going to be passive in our faith. We're going to you know, invite our friends here. We're going to plan these events. We're going to have that, those relationships with each other. So um, that's kind of the biggest thing, biggest way to describe it, I guess, in a way that made sense to me when I was first kind of exploring it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do a lot with um, the alumni as well. So uh, we try to keep in contact with people after they graduate. Sometimes as big of a transition as high school to college can be, um, going from college to the real world can be just as big. So not just kind of being kicked out the door and like, oh, see you later, but continuing to follow up with people and, you know, know that you value that relationship and that conversation with them just as much as you did when they were physically here as when they have maybe mm-hmm. move away or, or start that next chapter in their lives. Yeah. Well, and I think the Newman Center, and you touched on this, is so vital for young adults to make, you know, to make their faith that they grew up with, maybe they grew up with, their own. And so that is mm-hmm. so important to have that opportunity for the students, you know. And yeah. it really, I think the Newman Center on a lot of levels determines whether or not a student is going to continue on with their faith that their parents gave them or not, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. And I'm- yeah. Sorry, go when ahead. I was in college, I was going to say when I was in college, it was, you know, I had, as I mentioned, I had kind of gotten back into my faith in high school, and then you get in college, and there's just all these distractions, and there's all these excuses to not, and it's not really like the culture, the cool thing to do to, you know, go to a Bible study or go to, you know, mm-hmm. different events that we may be having. So, I mean, for me, that was a point where I kind of my faith is tested quite a bit and you fall off with it and it's just easier that way to kind of fit the mold of what other people are doing. But my life got so much more fulfilled, obviously when I came back into the faith and all these opportunities came up for me that, you know, why would I not want to kind of facilitate that for other people when possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what kind of events do you guys have going on every week? Um, So we do math on Sunday, Tuesdays, and Fridays, and then there is Adoration and Confession as well that kind of um, coordinates with those. But Tuesday nights are kind of our big nights. We call them Newman nights. Um, after Mass, right around 8 o'clock, there's usually some kind of event going on. Um, typically, Focus is kind of spearheading that, but, you know, they take kind of input from the students and what they would like to do, too. So, um, the Did week you say Mass is at 8 o'clock? Mass is at 7, so after Mass at 8 is when the event starts. I am too old for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost too old for that. And then um, the activity starts. What? No. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. It works very well with a lot of the student schedule we find. um, Sure. Classes and stuff. Um, But, yeah, so the events that they do afterwards, um, 
can range kind of depending on what the mood is or what's, um, what's kind of going on with the students. But I think the week before I came, they went and played volleyball. Um, and then last week we did extreme musical chairs. So kind of just uh, an assortment of things. Obviously, as the weather gets colder, it's going to be more confined to being inside or, or things of that nature. But um, especially right now, while the weather is still nice, kind of utilizing that and being able to expand our options on what we're able to do. Fun. If I was young, if I was young again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be young again. Well, Ashley, it's been great getting to know who you are and welcome to the Aberdeen area. Any final thoughts on um, being the director of the Newman Center? I'm just very excited to be here. And like I kind of alluded to, we do have quite a bit planned and coming up um, different events throughout the semester. We're still working on the calendar um, since I came kind of late into the, the start of the things here we're finalizing a lot but hopefully the website will be updated soon with all the events um we'll be a little more active with reaching out to people and making those events known so we're just really excited to kind of get those out to people and um see what involvement we can get yeah so why don't you give out the website real quick if there's some aberdeen kids listening so that they can uh, (laughs) check out the events yes the website is nsunewman.com um, we are working on updates on it right now, so it's out of commission for a couple oh, okay. days here, but it should be back hopefully soon. Um, but we do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page as well, NSU Newman. So, um, things are updated frequently on that. And then the website, like I said, should be back up and running here any day. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Ashley, and we'll all be praying for you and, uh, your big move and your new marriage. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks. Okay, time for another break, and when we come back, 40 Days for Life, it's that time of year. Stay tuned, more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 